We're still waiting for this trade to get done. When will the Jets finally trade for Aaron Rodgers? There are a few things that could impact the timetable, and we will discuss them on today's episode of the Locked On Jets podcast. You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, this is the Lockdown Jets Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. It's Thursday, April 13th, 2023, and I'm your host, John B. from GangGreenNation.com. Thanking you for making the show your first listen or first watch every day. This podcast is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. To subscribe to this podcast, just go to YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. You can subscribe for free, so you'll get new episodes as soon as they're posted. If you're listening on the podcast source, please give the show a five-star review. If you're watching on YouTube, a big thumbs up for this episode. These things help Locked On Jets out and help other Jets fans find this podcast. Today, our episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn today to get started. When is this trade going to get done? When will the Jets trade for Aaron Rodgers? That's what we're going to discuss today. You are probably getting sick of me telling you at the start of each episode that there is no trade yet. And I must report again today, there is no trade yet. The Jets and Packers have still not worked out a deal for Aaron Rodgers. If ESPN insider Adam Schefter is to be believed, the two sides are not even talking at this point. And I I have no reason to doubt Schefter. He's one of the best insiders there is uh, following the NFL. So when is this deal going to get done? Well, there are a couple different factors at play here. And I think one of the things that's been challenging is that while both sides clearly have an incentive to get this done, the incentive is not necessarily imminent. These teams need to get this done probably at some point before the start of training camp because that's when the situation in Green Bay could become a real circus. It's when you want you definitely want Rodgers to have a training camp. You know, I don't think he was going to come to the offseason program anyway for the Jets. Uh, so you want him in place for training camp so he can work with his receivers, so he can get the timing down, things along those lines. That's a long way off. Now, an unofficial deadline could be coming up in a few weeks with the NFL draft, because if the Packers want 2023 picks, well, they're going to have to make a deal sometime you know, sometime before the Jets get on the clock. It doesn't seem like the Jets are giving up 13 right now. There's no reason for the Jets to give up 13. Frankly, I don't even think there's a reason to, for the Jets to give up a second-round pick. I'm not even sure there's a reason to give up a third-round pick, although it seems like the smart money right now is at least a second-round pick, and then maybe an additional day-two pick, maybe a future day-two pick, will eventually end up going to Green Bay. But I think one of the questions that we have to deal with is, how do these teams value 2023 picks versus 2024 picks? The conventional wisdom in the NFL is that a pick this year is more valuable than a pick next year. I don't really agree with that logic. Because to me, you know, a second-round pick's a second-round pick. But that's not the way the league views it. And if you follow follow certain people in the league, I mean, there are varying degrees of value. But generally speaking, you discount one round for each year in the future. So a second-round pick this year is worth a first-round pick next year. That that makes no sense to me. But that's the way a lot of people in the NFL view it. So, you know, a a third-round pick uh, this year is worth a second-round pick next year. I don't understand it myself. I do think there's one situation where that could be true. And it's actually a situation in which the Jets find themselves at the moment. And that's if you're a head coach or general manager on the hot seat. And the reason the pick this year is more valuable than a pick next year is you may not be around next year to make the pick. So you can get everything you want this year. And if you look at the Jets, they've at least 
They've tried to go all in. I mean, they've tried to make big moves this offseason. They've tried to sign Fletcher Cox. They've tried to sign Calais Campbell. They've tried to sign Odell Beckham Jr. They've tried to sign Orlando Brown. The Jets have tried to go all in. They haven't really been successful. They haven't really been able to sign any of the guys they've been targeting, at least some of the, at least the big names. But if you're Joe Douglas or Robert Sala, you know, I don't know how much a 2024 pick is worth to you because you may be gone by the end of 2023. So this is the kind of thing that incentivizes the Jets to try and push a future pick to Green Bay. You know, keep all your picks this year because those are guys who will help you this year while you're here. If you if you give up a 2024 pick to Green Bay, it maybe it's not as big of a deal because again, you may not be here next year. That may be somebody else who loses out on the pick. And it's a very I know it's a very cynical way to view things, and I'm not sure this is necessarily how Douglas or Salah view it. There are still some coaches and general managers who care about the long-term vision. A lot of them come with, with the mindset that, you know what, we're going to be successful this year, so I will worry about it. But it's undeniable. I mean, it's the NFL. It's human nature. You're trying to save your job this year. You'll worry about next year when it comes. And if it comes around, if you're still here next year and you're lacking a pick, well, you're probably going to be happy because you're still here next year. So that's one factor at play. Now, Douglas and Salah, you know, maybe they, I'm not necessarily saying that that's their mindset. They could view the long term as important. They could say, you know what, I want to leave this team in good shape, even if I'm not here. We don't really know. But that's one thing to keep in mind. On the Green Bay side, I actually do think there are some things that could incentivize um, the Packers to look for a future pick. The first is that I think their coach and GM are on stable ground. You know, they don't seem to be on the hot seat. Now, anybody's one disaster away, year away in the NFL from being fired, conceivably. So you can never say that anything with 100% certainty. I mean, I think about many years with the Jets. I mean, I remember that Adam Gase here. Actually, we actually, before that season, we had Ian Rappaport on the show, who was, you know, the great NFL insider with NFL Network. And he distinctly told me, you can go back and listen to the episode, he told me that Adam Gase was not on the hot seat. And I, there was no reason to doubt that. But the Jets had a disaster year that year. With that in mind, though, Green Bay's coaching staff, Green Bay's front office, is probably going to be around next year. So, you know, maybe they decide, you know what, 2024 picks are fine. There's another factor at play, though, and that's if you're viewing this from a long-term perspective. The 2024 class, generally speaking, is viewed as better than the 2023 class. Now, if you listen to people who are really in the know about the draft, and it's not always right. I mean, sometimes there are classes that are viewed as weak that end up being very good, but the people in the know about the NFL draft this year will tell you that this is viewed as the weakest class since 2013. And that was a bad class. Now, there were some very good players drafted that year, including a guy the Jets, I think, should be in on, DeAndre Hopkins, who was drafted by the Houston Texans that year. Now, with the Arizona Cardinals, Jets continue again. Jets make a call to Arizona, get that deal done, get DeAndre Hopkins in here. We'll all feel a lot better about the uh, 2023 season. But you can always find good players in any draft class, you know, even in a class that's very weak. But, and we don't know, it's always difficult to say a year out, you know, a year out, you know, who knows how, what will change in the 2024 draft class. I mean, I can name you the guys, you know, on the positive side, Joe Burrow was viewed as a late round pick entering his senior year, ended up being the number one overall pick. On the negative side, Zach Wilson was a guy who was probably a mid to late rounder at the start of 2020. By the time the 2021 draft class rolled, uh, by the time the 2021 draft rolled around, Zach Wilson, of course, went number two overall to the Jets. I'm sorry, you probably want to forget about that. But we, even though we don't really know who's going to rise, who's going to fall, I think it is fair to say, given how weak this current class is viewed. A 2024 pick may be more attractive to Green Bay than a 2023 pick. Again, it doesn't really work if you don't know you're going to be here. And it's also difficult to sell your fan base on. 
And that's, I think it's part of the issue with Green Bay is I think Green Bay is worried about the optics. I think they're worried about selling this deal to their fan base. But I think that it's also easier because of the way the NFL works. If the Jets want to sell this to their fan base, it's also easier for them to give up the 2024 pick because of that perception. Again, I think it's a, I think it's a horrible per, per perspective. I think the idea that a pick next year is worth less than a pick this year is just, is just crazy. It makes no sense to me at all because eventually next year does come and a first round pick's a first round pick. But the way the league views it, I think it might be a little bit easier for the Jets to give up an early pick next year because of the way, because of this discount that the value, uh, the conventional wisdom has on the value of those picks. And also because, frankly, the Jets front office and Jets coaching staff, they need to make it happen. You know what, you know what's something that they could do to make it happen, though? They could have a plan B. There could be another option. It could at least make the Packers think that there's a viable alternative to Aaron Rodgers. And I'll discuss what the Jets could do to make Green Bay think that as we continue on this Thursday episode of the Locked On Jets podcast. Today's episode of Locked On Jets is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. I would not place any bets on when this Aaron Rodgers trade is eventually going to get done. And all the focus of the NFL right now is on the offseason. you got the draft coming up. you have a, still a few more potential player moves. But the NBA playoffs are here. We've got real games in the NBA, intense games, the playoffs, and that makes it the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat-first bet of up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet does not win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scorers and threes drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss your chance to get your no-sweat-first bet of up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. Again, that's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listener, first watch every day. We're talking Aaron Rodgers. When is this deal going to get done eventually? You know, by the time you listen to this, maybe it'll get done. Maybe, I'll, maybe I'm optimistic enough to suggest that you know, a deal could be right around the corner. We don't know. I think one of the things that's delayed this, though, has been the Jets' approach. And you, you heard Joe Douglas speak recently at the NFL owners' meetings. He had a chance to say that the Jets would explore Lamar Jackson. Not necessarily that Lamar Jackson was their top choice. He had a chance to say they would explore it. And he said, no, we want to negotiate in good faith with Green Bay. And this is one of those things that I don't understand what Douglas was doing. And It's almost like this has been like one of the worst poker games on both sides. I think both sides have really mismanaged this whole situation. The Jets have not even given you a pretense that there's another option. I mean, they had a chance, and it, it was going to be difficult because you also had to deal with Rodgers' time frame. But they had an opportunity to set a hard deadline and say, you know, kind of send the message out to Rodgers, send the message out to the Packers that we got to get this done before Derek Carr makes a decision. You could say Rodgers is our number one choice, but if Carr doesn't make a decision, if, Carr, if, this is done, if we don't move quickly on this, we're going to move on to Carr. And that may have lit some urgency under Rodgers and the Packers because, first of all, Rodgers clearly wants to continue playing and the Packers want to get rid of him. So everybody would have an incentive to get a deal done quickly then. The Jets passed on Carr and essentially turned all their attention to Rodgers and left themselves with no plan B. So I think part of the problem with this, and this goes into the whole who has leverage debate, which is an ongoing saga when we talk to talk about NFL media, Packers, beat writers, Jets beat writers, everybody's trying to figure out who has leverage. Well, at this point in time, I think it's difficult to say that you know either side has a ton of leverage because Packers need to make this happen, but the Jets have given you no indication that they're willing to walk away from the deal. And to get leverage, you have to show some degree of willingness to walk away from the deal. And the thing that really kind of baffles me from the Jets' standpoint is there is an alternative out there, and that's Lamar Jackson. 
And I'm not saying necessarily that he should be the Jets' number one option. I am saying he should be the number one option. He's, I, I think he makes more sense than Rodgers. But even, even if I was in the Rodgers camp, let's just throw that away for a second. Let's just, just say I'm in the Rodgers camp no matter what. You have to explore other options because unless the Packers think the Jets are willing to walk away from this deal, you're kind of in a stalemate situation. Now, the second the Jets are actually interested in Lamar Jackson, and I'm not saying that you go out and you just say we're interested in Lamar Jackson. I'm not saying you bluff. I'm saying that, you know, part of your running a team means you have to consider every option out there. We got a couple mailbag questions this week. Well, who plays quarterback for the Jets if this Rodgers deal falls through? I did not answer them because I don't really know what the alternative is. I mean, maybe you turn to, unless you turn to Lamar, you don't have a plan B right now for the Jets. And that's part of the problem. That's part of the reason this deal's not moving because the Packers think they can hold out for what they want. Or the Packers think they, they, have, to, they, can, they have time on their side, that they can wait this thing out a little bit. The Jets really should not be in this situation because the Jets, again, there's another alternative out there. And I don't know what it is. I mean, maybe maybe it's Woody Johnson. I mean, there's certainly some signs that Woody Johnson's driving this thing to get Aaron Rodgers because, you know, the Jets are the only team in the league that wants Rodgers. But that should give them a leg up in this. You know, this that should be the type of thing that gives them an advantage. But the thing is, you have to be willing to move on. You have to be willing to... to Go to another option because the second Green Bay actually believes it, it's again, it's not. It's at this point, if you say we're interested in Lamar Jackson, if you say we're going to explore every option, I don't know how much good that does because you've been so focused on Rodgers this whole time. You have to figure out a way to make Green Bay actually believe that you're going after Lamar Jackson because the second that happens, the Packers are in big trouble. If the if this deal ever falls apart, this is a disaster for Green Bay because first of all, they're going to have to pay Rodgers sixty million dollars which they don't want to do. They want to be done with this guy. They don't have anywhere else to go right now. That could change. And if that changes, then the Jets will have some issues. But right now, they have nowhere else to go. And Rodgers also has stated his preferences to play for the Jets. You know, that could change at any minute. But right now, Rodgers has said he wants to play for the Jets. And he may not have technically a no-trade clause, but essentially he does because he can just threaten to retire if he's traded to a team he doesn't want to go to. So for all intents and purposes, Rodgers has a no-trade clause here. So... The Packers are really in a tough spot if this deal falls apart. In a way, the Jets should not be because the Jets, again, can move on to Lamar Jackson. And they really should be, nothing else, they should be doing their due diligence here. I don't understand why they're not at least exploring the option. And, you know, maybe, again, the caveat that, you know, there could always be stuff happening behind the scenes that we're not aware of. But a deal like this, it's probably not going to be kept secret by everybody out there. In fact, the second Lamar Jackson's camp finds out about it, they, they probably leak it to the media because... They want, to get, they want to make it seem like Jackson has a lot of bidders, and they want to pressure Baltimore into making a deal. It's going to be a, you know, a beneficial situation to both sides if the Jets uh, entertain Lamar Jackson, because Jackson now suddenly has a bidder, and he can try and get Baltimore to up their offer, and the Jets can you know, show that they're interested in an alternative. And again, even if that's not your first choice, just running a team, you have to prepare for other eventualities. And beyond that, you know, the Packers are in deep trouble if this doesn't happen, because do the Packers want to go into the end of July and bring Aaron Rodgers in and have that media circus around them? I mean, what do you even do with Jordan Love at that point? I mean, can you really bench Aaron Rodgers? It's a, it's a, it would be a ridiculous situation for Jordan Love, who now would either have to sit on the bench another year, and then at that point he's probably gone from the Packers. You know, the Packers are probably moving on from him. at that. He's, he's, he at least is probably moving on from the Packers, so you've got that in play. Beyond that, I mean, the Packers' future is then thrown into doubt because, you know, the guy they were banking on starting for them isn't playing. Or you, do you bench Rodgers and then 
pretty much have Jordan Love looking over his shoulder the entire time. And the, you know, the crowd and the media in Green Bay are going to be all over Love whenever he makes a mistake and calling for Rodgers, create an untenable situation there. Green Bay needs this done. And there's no other option right now. So if the Jets are show any willingness to walk away, suddenly, suddenly you do have an upper hand. But the Jets have been so unwilling to do this. And maybe it's, I, I, my theory is that it's probably ownership driven because Woody Johnson's like so focused on Rodgers that he doesn't want to do anything that could potentially risk it. And, you know, maybe they're worried about Green Bay getting upset or something. But at some point, I feel like you've got to try and get this guy, you know, make this happen. I feel like it's, and even beyond that, again, best practices. Be prepared for any eventuality. Be prepared, you know, have a plan B if this falls through. Because while it's unlikely this will fall through and while it's likely this will eventually get done, you have to prepare. You know, you can't, you can't be caught... You can't, you can't be caught surprised and unknowing, not knowing what to do in a world where this falls apart. Now, here on the Locked On Jets podcast, we will continue this discussion on when an Aaron Rodgers trade could happen. Of course, it could happen at any moment, but it could also drag out. And one final thing that could drag it out might be the Packers and potentially looking for another trade partner to up the value of the return they'll get from the Jets. And we'll talk about that a little bit more as we continue this Thursday episode of the Locked On Jets podcast. This is the Locked On Jets podcast here on this Thursday. We're talking about what else? A potential Jets trade for Aaron Rodgers. This thing has dragged on. It's dragged on for about a month now. It's been it's been weeks since Rodgers said he wants to come to New York. Both sides want to get this deal done, and it just hasn't happened yet. So, so what's the holdup? I think part of the question is how much do the Packers really want to extract from the Jets, and how important is it for them? And I alluded to this a little bit earlier on the show. Part of the reason I think this deal is hold up is that I think the Packers are very concerned with the optics of, of a deal because they're trading away a franchise icon. They're trading away one of the great quarterbacks to ever play the game. So I feel like part of this is it's not just about what's best for the franchise. I feel like part of it for them is they don't want to be criticized for getting too little for Rodgers. Here's the problem with that. There's no other alternative right now. They, they're essentially, I mean, really, it's, it's kind of amazing to say this, but... As much as anything, this Rodgers deal is a salary dump for them. If they can get multiple second-round picks for to get rid of a contract that they don't want, and when you frame it like that, it's it's really kind of shocking that this deal hasn't happened yet. But I think that there is a little part of Green Bay, at least that's my sense that, no, no insider info here, but it's just my sense that they're a little worried about being criticized, first by their fan base and second by the media, if they don't get enough in return for Rodgers. At what point do they just realize, you know what, we're not going to get a first-round pick for him? I think that's that's an open question. They're not going to get a first-round. I mean, the, the, the Jets are crazy if they give up a first-round pick for him because of what I just said. It's a guy they have to get rid of. It's a guy who has a bad co- Jets are taking a bad contract on. It's amazing they're giving up anything of value in this deal because there's no other team out there. And I do wonder this, though. I wonder whether the Packers are going to wait till after the draft because there are teams that I think right now are going into the draft looking for a quarterback. And as always happens, it happens at other positions. It doesn't happen so much at quarterback, but you go into the draft looking for a certain position, but then the way things line up, you're just not able to add a player at that position who's a starter for you. And I wonder whether maybe the Packers are waiting a little bit on this to see whether there's a quarterback needy team out there that thought they were going to get their guy, but can't get their guy in the draft. And then after that, do they go, do they go to the Packers? Now, again, part of this deal is Rodgers because Rodgers has essentially, maybe not in practice, but for all intents and purposes, he has a no-trade clause because he can just retire. If He can just threaten to retire if the Packers trade him to a team he doesn't want to go to. But 
maybe there's a team out there that could interest him. You know, and he was, if you remember a few weeks ago when he was on Pat McAfee's show, he was very precise with his language. He said that he intends to play for the Jets. Did leave a little wiggle room out there if he wants to change his mind. Now, I think it's very unlikely. I think the most likely scenario is still that he ends up with the Jets. But, I, you know, you wonder whether the Packers are li- trying a little bit to see whether there's another team out there that could develop interest. And I think it's challenging from Green Bay because... In theory, like, they don't have to exercise. The way his contract works, as I understand it, they can actually take this up to, like, the start of the regular season and, it, and before they need to exercise the option, before they really need to make a trade. Now, in practice, though, I think that that, that would be difficult for them to do because, again, they don't want to bring him to training camp. The Jets do want Rodgers in training camp. You know, they may not care about the offseason program. Look, at the end of the day, whether it's traded, you know, April 13th, April 30th, May 15th, it doesn't. those things don't make that big of a difference. If he's not in camp on time for the Jets, though, you can see where that would be a problem. So everybody's got an incentive to try and get this done in camp. So I've heard some theories out there that maybe the Packers are waiting for some team to suffer a quarterback injury in the preseason. I think that would be tough, but maybe they are. You know, maybe the Packers are so dug in on this that they want a first-round pick and they're just going to wait this thing. I really doubt that. Now, if you listen to David Bakhtiari, the longtime tackle for the Packers, the other day he made a suggestion that the Packers actually may just keep Rodgers out of spite and sit him on the bench. It's tough to believe that. It's tough to believe a team would, would... That's I mean, that is the old expression, cutting off your nose to spite your face, because you're essentially keeping a bad contract. You're you're creating all this bad will. And beyond that, you're passing up a chance to, to unload the contract and to get multiple day-two picks to help improve your team, to help build around your new quarterback. That just seems very unlikely to me. But, you know, you never know. You never know how these things go. You never know how how much bad blood there can be between two teams. My guess is still that this thing gets done eventually. I know I've been saying that for weeks. I still think the most likely scenario is this gets done. And it could happen soon. It could happen today. It could happen tomorrow. But we still wait. And we'll keep wait, We'll keep waiting. Anyway, that's all for today's episode. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day is our motto. As always, if you enjoyed the show, hit the subscribe button where you're watching or listening so that you'll never miss an episode. If you're listening on a podcast source, please give the show a five-star review. If you're watching on YouTube, please a big thumbs up. Helps the channel out. Helps other Jets fans find the podcast. Have a great Thursday, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow to close out the week.